intros to uh, segments that I have not even made a first episode for. So why not keep going with that? So this different segment um, intro to uh, to this next segment will be um, my commentaries from the Bible, just things that sit in my head, take up real estate, have for years or whatever. Um, I'm going to start talking about those. And I really dislike the word commentary, but people know what that means. Um, but really, basically, it is um, my hot take on a specific uh, story or chapter or whatever. So my intro for this section is going to be on Genesis, um, the be- in the beginning, specifically around man, around humans, and the creation of man, or the creation kind of in general, but um, this struck me when I was looking at my notes before um, coming on here to do this recording. At all of Genesis 1 and into 2, there's a separation. When God was creating the world, there was this continual separation, and it really struck me this morning. Uh, separation from water and land, separations from waters and waters. <laughs> whatever that means, uh, we all have our, we all have our, um, conjecture on that, and light and darkness, separation of light and darkness, and that always fascinated me, like, what does light and dark look like together, and they physically light and darkness together, but I could also, uh, think about how we both, we have, like, humans have light and dark in us, so there's that sense of, of it, um, and then there's a separation of, order and chaos um, every day um, after God stops making something for the day he says um, it went from morning to evening and he saw that it was good so there was like this um, beautiful separation of chaos to order and I have to give a little background on that uh, Chuck Missler on YouTube does a really great commentary on this um, and I believe it's his own conjecture. He has some backup, but it's his hot take on Genesis and in the beginning. And he talks about how um, there's these two words in Hebrew, and it's basically order to chaos, order to chaos. And I wish I had those those uh, words with me right now. I do not, but I will probably talk about them at some point in this specific podcast around Genesis around, you know, commentaries in the Bible, um, and it's about every day, so night, days go from night to night, in, in God's view, in Hebrew's view, it goes from evening to evening, evening to evening, so it's this really cool, uh, looking at how every day a little bit of chaos turned into order, and it's a beautiful little piece I will probably share soon, but for right now I'm going to talk about what the next few podcasts on here will be about, and it will be about this separation, but the specific separation from male and female, and I wonder what that looks like, right, together. I would love to have seen that, to have known that, to experience that, Um, and it really has me thinking about, like, how people, and the Bible says do not, like, do not commingle like male and female things. Do not, you know, it even says uh, in my belief, Leviticus, do not wear, and 
men didn't wear women clothing, women did not wear men's clothing. Um, that's back in the day. Like, you know, they had very different wardrobes back then. And uh, anyway, so when I'm talking about that, it just, I think God was saying not to do that because it, it was a holiness because when God made man in his likeness, he made them both male and female. They weren't one. And we only know that because later a woman gets taken out of man. And I just wonder if it's like a command because it's to not be like like God in that way. Um, because this is just my own personal hot take on this. Because um, Lucifer, right, tried to elevate above God. And who knows exactly how that went down. But I think when we try to like act like God in that sense... Not in a sense of like, oh, I'm going to be holy because he is holy because that's what he commanded. No, it was um, selfish, like, I'm going to be like God because I want to be worshipped too. Like, you know, like that kind of thing. That haughtiness, that, you know, puffed up spirit, which we just talked about all of Passover and Passover just passed over last week or two weeks ago now. Um, so it's still fresh in my mind. But yeah, it's just reminds me of that and so I'll be talking about specifically like the the mystery of women and men and how we were pulled out of man and how to kind of get back to being one right I mean like that's the two become one and that's what we're supposed to do we're supposed to become one again and mesh and I don't I think it's so much more than physical um and it's like learning each other it's figuring out how these puzzle pieces fit together and basically trying to create order in the midst of chaos uh, just like he did but in a way that he commanded not in a way that he did not command <laughs> um and i think there's this really beautiful like connection that's so deep and the hebrew really can bring it out and i think i've found some beautiful gems that i don't know that i've seen anywhere else yet so again this is just all my own like commentary and I was actually thinking about this on the way over to read a little more um and I was thinking how I shouldn't be doing this I'm not a scholar I'm not a well-versed person and I was only thinking about this because I think I'm scared of doing this still I'm still scared of doing this podcast I feel really concerned that I might lead somebody astray in a very negative way and that's not my intention at all and that's what worries me so um anyways when I was thinking about that I was thinking about all the credentials I don't have for discussing this but then um I think it was the spirit gently told me like did Moses have a bible did he have um scholarship I mean not scholarship did he have was he a scholar was he a like well versed he couldn't even speak he stuttered like it's like him doing a podcast today like he would be terrified to do one <laughs> probably I don't know I'm not speaking for him but um just what I've read about him and it makes sense like there's all if we're called to do something God's gonna give us the, the means to do it right so um it just helped me think like okay so what did what did qualify Moses oh the following of what God commanded, the being with God, the wanting, the um, relationship, that beautiful like commingling with God um, intentionally and beautifully and like cultivating a relationship with him, that was what gave him the uh, credentials 
keep reminding myself like this is this is what matters uh, being with him that's it no scholarship no well-read anything just being with him you don't even need the bible you just need to be with him um if i could talk about me without you for a second and one of his one of the quotes in um a song from the album it's all crazy it's all false is there's no need for books when we are with you which i think is exactly what i'm trying to convey right now there when we're with you like nothing matters but you but god alone like it's not not that anything doesn't matter but in that moment and then right let's say i'm like in a jail cell somewhere the bible isn't gonna save me god is gonna save me i need to focus on this relationship and not anything else if you understand or catch my drift so anyways coming back from this rabbit hole i just went down i will be starting a genesis study specifically around male and female how we were one, how we were taken out, and how we can become one again. And going through the Hebrew is really fun and really beautiful and really insightful. And I hope to uh, excite you about a relationship with your significant other. And <laughs> I know it can be so hard and it's so exhausting, but it's such good work. It's so it's rewarding and it's gonna come out someday and it's really nice that I'm like kind of getting a workout out of it too and anyway something I noticed about that too how men and women are just inherently different like we have different hormones we think differently there's so much where men are one track minded women you know we tend and this is you know generalizations women tend to have a lot going on at once in our heads instead of focusing on one thing again both are not good or bad they just are and I think it's beautiful to like try to be not try to be like each other but try to like understand each other because when I was whacking at the stump I was thinking wow I'm thinking about way too many things instead of like being in this present moment which is really fun of like whacking the stump while my son is talking to me about all these cool things and I am gone far far away in my head uh, from reality and the now thinking how my husband was doing this he would literally be thinking about this stuff and nothing else and how I wish I could cultivate that a little bit more for me like learning how to harness these thoughts and say okay you can go sit over here I'm literally here now in the present moment so anyways it's just like this these differences and how they can be beautiful we don't have to be scared of them and we can actually learn how to um significant other through different eyes and um, try to be understanding and help yeah like just marry the that our differences in order to be closer to each other to becoming one um, so yeah if you're still interested I just hope that this little podcast will um, help heal maybe some parts that were uh, broken before or just help you like see people through a 
other other ways of seeing them, like changing the paradigm. Just helping you see the beauty even in things that don't seem beautiful, but also just giving you a different take on um, the Bible from someone who isn't really well um, read or well versed or even knows Hebrew very well. A lot of this is um, me going to Hebrew class and not even regularly because it's hard to um, do anything regularly for me. But um, between my very limited knowledge of Hebrew and using a Strong's Concordance or whatever Bible Hub is, I think that's a Strong's Concordance. Um, but it's really fun. I suggest you do it too and be like the Bereans and always, always um, question anybody who talks about the Bible, question it and doesn't line up with what they're referring to the Bible because if it doesn't then it's probably not accurate and if you ever feel like that with me please let me know because I would love to not do that um, and I am very excited to start this so I hope you stick around and are just as excited talk to you soon And welcome back to the Genesis commentary on humans, um, male and female, and how I see it through the lens of um, Genesis and how we were made as humankind. And I will just jump into it and start with Genesis one twenty six, <clears throat> where God says, "Let us make man in our image, in the likeness of ourselves." And have them rule over the earth and everything in the sky, in the sea, and every creeping thing on earth. And how the very next verse, Genesis 1.27, says, He created mankind in his image. He created them, male and female. He created him. And I've viewed this as... Um, a not a, um, a human, a him, a man that was both male and female because it reminds me of the prior verses when God created something and separated it. So just like I talked about in the in the intro to this, there was a separation from light and darkness. He separated them. Then there was waters and waters that were separated. Then there was land and water that were separated. There's things that are and then are separated. And it seems like right here, he created him male and female. He created him. Like that is how they were. Male and female together. One is how I read it. And I guess some scholars speculate because of this specific verse that Adam was in fact male and female in the likeness of the Trinity in a sense of being like three parts, three separate parts, but also a whole, whereas male and female are separate but whole. And that is why it says, let's make them in our own image. Um, and I've also heard people talk about that as in um, the light being that God is 
we were light beings and then um, God made us coats of skin after the fall which is really interesting but that's for another time <laughs> just something to make you think about about how different we looked um, prior to the fall or the curse um, and at how many dimensions were we in prior to the fall I wonder and yes so next is a rabbinic view that I learned from Rabbi Stolper S-T-O-L-P-E-R and this is a view that a married couple a man and a woman isn't a meeting or coming together of two separate people but of two halves of a whole like a puzzle piece you know or those little um, hearts that says best friends on it when you put it together it creates a whole heart that's what it reminds me of and yeah that's why it kind of makes me think of male and female in the essence or one and uh, then we were separated and I think it's not really a separation of just the physical but there was like a separation of something um, something visceral like maybe that's not the right word I don't really understand from my heart to my head it's hard to get out but there's just something that that's missing from each other for like it's very hard to understand the other I, I really feel like we have to like spend so much time and effort understanding the male um if you're a woman and then you know vice versa I actually have a friend who sent me um a woman who studies men and like shows women how to understand men to have a better cohesive relationship and then she does the same for men I think she wrote a, two books one for men and one for women just to understand the opposite sex because it is so hard to grasp sometimes um, but yes let me get back to this rabbinic thought Yeah, there's just this rabbinic thought on marriage and how it's two halves of a whole. And it's just a really beautiful little um, little thought that I didn't even know existed in rabbinic study at all until I went looking. And it's pretty cool when you have those ideas um, just spring up out of your soul and then you find um, that you're not the only one who thinks of that like other people have gotten that message I like to call it a download from like the other um, dimension wherever God resides like there's just like this quick download of something and it's really fun and really cool especially when other people um, agree like not agree with you but other people have also gotten that download before it's kind of like a nice confirmation (laughs) um So yeah, that's all I wanted to say about this part of the segment was how it seems like male and female were not separated yet. Um, 
note that happens later but this this interesting thing that happens during the creation is just this here it is and then this is separated and then this is here and it's separated and it's interesting to me because when I think of separation it's kind of like a in a negative sense because I don't want to be separated like I don't want to be separated from God I want to be one with God like I don't want to be separated from my husband I want to be one with him I want to be in a cohesive like give and take like of knowledge of love um of like balance and it just doesn't seem separation seems so negative to me so it's interesting I've got to like study the whole separation thing more and see if there's any beautiful nuggets I could find in there but I'll leave you with those two verses and yeah let me know if you have any ideas or commentary that would be super fun to be more interactive and yeah let me know what you think all right I can't wait to talk more on this subject and I hope you have a wonderful day Welcome to segment three of this um, Genesis uh, commentary um, around male and female. And I found something very interesting in Genesis 2:6 about how there was no one to t- um, there was no one to take care of the ground or to caretake of the ground. I thought that was really interesting. This is after the seventh day. God rested on the seventh day. Um, Before that, he had made man in his own image, male and female. He created him. What's interesting to me is that happens when we talk about the earth and how nothing has grown yet and how there was no one to take care of it in Genesis 2.6. Then we come to Genesis 2, 7, where it says, From the dust of the ground Adam was formed, God breathed into his nostrils, so he became a living being. And that really is weird to me because he already created man in his own image. So man wasn't yet, does that mean he created all of us? I have not looked for commentary on that, I just reread it and I was pretty floored (laughs) and maybe and here's why I think it was all mankind because when you read right here we're talking about one person this is Adam right and God formed him just like it says that he knit us in our mother's womb well Adam didn't wasn't in a womb um I guess in a sense he was um but he was formed by God from the dust of the earth and he was formed from the dust but then God still needed to breathe into his nostrils in order for him to become a living being that reminds me of Ezekiel and the dried bones when he prophesied over the bones they came alive-ish they grew muscle they had skin 
but they still were not alive until God breathed the breath of life in them. And I wonder if we were all fast, all made right outside of this three dimensions, which I think is part of the curse. I think we were wherever God is, is like multifaceted dimension, right? Like it has to be. And so when he created all mankind, we were all there like at once. Um, there's echoes of this in the Bible around like how he called you and to, to his own before the foundations of the world. So there's this kind of like, um, intuitive knowing of that and I'm not saying that I'm right this is just what I'm thinking right now um totally feel free to let me know if you have a totally different look on this that'd be great I'm always up for learning more and hearing other people's perspectives I think that's what we're here for um part of what we're here for anyways so I think right how Adam needed this breath of life, how these dried bones in Ezekiel needed the breath of life. I really believe that in a in a room where new life is being born, especially from especially for human beings, I think the feeling is very you can feel it. It's thick in the air, how sacred that is. Even in the most medicalized area, there's something so sacred about birth and a baby getting their first breath and I really believe God is right there breathing that life into their nostrils um I also think it's so important right that's how we know when a baby's alive is when they cry is when they're breathing um and I just I have actually talked about this in my Torah club um, and we got a really cool commentary from uh, Rob Bell, who talks about something really beautiful here, and how the four Hebrew letters that describe the unpronounceable name of God, and it's called that because it was such a sacred name that the early Israelites didn't even want to use it. So they would spell it out. So we actually lost the pronunciation in time. And it's the letters are <clears throat> Yod He Vav He, which is they're basically like vowels in um, Hebrew. And even when we say them in English, it's not say them in English, it's saying it in Hebrew, but when you say it out loud, it sounds very breathy, like yod, hey, vav, hey, like it's very um, breathy, I don't know how else to describe that, it's like you're breathing it out, you're breathing every single syllable out, um, it's like the breath of life, like that's who gives us animation and spirit and fills us with life is the yod heh vav the unpronounceable name of God and that that breath of life and it's just so beautiful to me um, how I can find these little 
nuggets of truth everywhere and one one this within the same week that I got this commentary and we talked about it in our Hebrew study um and then Torah study because they're both one and the same we have kind of both things going on at once um I also was doing a yoga practice on YouTube and I do it with yoga with Adrian and she happened to be talking about our breath and how in yoga you just learn how to use your breath and move through your breath and connect it to your to your body and mind and soul kind of like this beautiful connection and she was talking about thinking about our breath as a, our spirit as an extension to 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 ground our mind and body and that's what the spirit is is um or, or our breath as our spirit and seeing that as this um this opposite of separation, this coming together of this mind-body-soul practice and our as our breath being that connection to like the divine, to ourselves, to our physical, to our brain, to our soul. It's just this like glue, how our breath is the glue, like it's the spirit to all that that connects us. And I really loved seeing it in that light because like I talked about in the last segment, all this separation well, here's this coming together and it's the breath um, and it's so um, easily overseen I think we really especially as a woman women tend to hold our breath we tend to not breathe enough we're shallow breathers it's very interesting how that works for us I'm not so sure about men because I'm not one and I've only worked for you know on on it with myself and I see it in myself how much I hold my breath how when I'm anxious the first thing to go is my breath and that's the first thing I have to remember so it was just really interesting to me this how how the syllables you know make up this like breathy noise and how that yeah how it all connects and it's beautiful and just a little side note on the unpronounceable name of God. There's this really beautiful thing I learned in my synagogue and about the um, Yod, the Hay, and the Vav, and the Hay. So I'm going to try to find the commentary so I don't butcher it and it makes sense. But uh, it's really beautiful. Let me look it up right now. I wish I had this handy. Um, but it's really, really cool how someone had said a long time ago, all, if you look hard enough, all verses point to Yeshua in the Bible. All of them do. They all, like, his fingerprints are everywhere. And this was a really awesome example of this. Um, and the unpronounceable name of God. Because it literally, because every letter in the Hebrew has a, um, a meaning and it has like a, a, a symbol that goes along with it. And I believe the way it goes is 
um, beholds. Yes, so the hay. Oh, yod. So we start with the yod. I'm sorry. The yod is a hand. The hay means beholds. The vav is a nail. And the hay is behold. So <clears throat> when you read that, it's beholds the hand, behold the nail. So behold the hand with the nail. And who in the Bible had the hand with the nail? Um, yeah, it's like this, the outstretched arm. And it's a really beautiful uh, way to see Yeshua weaved in throughout the, um, the Torah because he's all over it and it's just concealed and it's it reminds me of the um, proverb I believe that says it's a matter of it's it's a I think it's the pleasure of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to reveal it so basically God conceals it so that kings can go search it out and bring it to the people and that is that is where their glory lies in finding the beautiful little hidden gems that he hides for us to find and I really believe that we have this little like piece I had a, a former rabbi talk about how we are all little we are all pieces of God but we are not God um, we are the image of him and every pixel is important and we are all a pixel and without every single pixel the the image is distorted but if you have every single pixel there then it creates the perfect image of him and I really think that God gave us each a little pixel that's so uh, integral to who we are personally but it also it proclaims his glory we just have to go find it and search for it and see that little like glimmer of who he is and who what he's concealed in us so that we can give it and um you know f- uh, find it and and give it freely um because we are like that's what he has that's the true meaning of life right is to find something beautiful and that that within us and give it away freely because that is just the piece of us that we love so for me it's literally doing this it's finding these really cool little nuggets of beauty and sharing them i love doing this (laughs) i never thought about doing it on a podcast but it kept coming to me in in forms of other people like i've said before on this podcast um so I just decided to do it and it's proven to be quite fun and quite challenging because I'm worried it's too rough but I'm just gonna go with it and if you're still here you like as in I'm actually bringing some kind of goodness to your life then I'm very glad that you know you've come across this little 
strange part of the internet (laughs) and that you're here and I would love to uh, get anybody who's willing to talk to me about their journey or their relationship with God and the divine and what your journey looks like and yeah let me know if that's something anyone out there is interested in um and I'm gonna leave you with with that because this is getting a little long so thanks for stopping by and I'll talk to you soon Thank you.